Bubbler Talk, quenching Milwaukee's thirst for knowledge. I'm Like Effect Mitch Tyke. Bubbler Talk is supposed to be on its summer break as we gather more questions and look for more answers to what you've always wanted to know about this place we call home. But not long before the hiatus, a question came in that would be a shame to wait until fall to answer. Hi, my name is Sarah Rishu. I'm calling in from San Francisco. My question is, why is frozen custard such a big deal in Milwaukee? We don't typically get a lot of questions from San Francisco, but as you might expect, there is a reason Sarah got in touch. She is a Milwaukee area native with a frozen custard history. Well, um, it was my summer job. I worked there for five years uh, as a teenager at both um, Hefner's and Out and Out in Cedarburg. And, and do I gather at one point you had a boyfriend who also worked in frozen custard? That's correct. At uh, Licks, it used to be on Downer and Bellevue, and now that's the location of Pizza Man. To figure out the answer to Sarah's question, we tracked down Bobby Tanzillo, co-author of the seminal book on the subject called Milwaukee Frozen Custard. Actually, he was pretty easy to track down because he is also managing editor at On Milwaukee, whose offices are across the street from the WUWM studios in downtown Milwaukee. Anyway, we asked him that very basic question. Why is frozen custard such a big deal here versus anywhere else? I don't think anybody really knows. Knows why. I mean, the, you know, we talk to all kinds of people. We talk to custard stand owners. We talk to the dairies that make custard mix. All these people who should theoretically know. Right. And everybody has some sort of theory, maybe, but. I mean, we are a dairy state. Right. We're a dairy state, which seems obvious, you know, in, in one way. But I think what. What we got from talking to all these people what the in the Venn diagram, that <laughs> overlapping section, was that. In Milwaukee, there's always been this, among the custard stand operators, there's been a commitment to quality first, you know, and then as part of that, cooperation. Do you know what I mean? And, and what happens is, you know, Joe Clark is the guy who opens the first custard stand here, um, and he hires a guy named Paul Gillis, who then goes and opens Gillies. And then he has a night manager named Leon Schneider, who then goes and opens Leon's, you know, I mean, and and then, you know, Art Richter has the Milky Way and he needs somebody to manage the Milky Way. He hires Elsa Kopp, <laughs> who then opens her own place, you know, and, and while this is going on, Leon is helping all these other people at the same time, you know, and Leon's, you know, uh, trained Al, who opens Al's, you know, he, Trudy, who opens Trudy's. And, you know, he also, they were never really in competition with other custard stands. They wanted other other custard stands to serve a quality product because they wanted people to associate custard with being a quality product. So when somebody, and he would say, you know, somebody would drive past here and see that we sell custard. And if they've had custard in the past and it's good, they'll stop and have custard. If they've had custard in the past somewhere else and it's bad, they'll just keep driving. So the guy who spent months trying to track down the answer of why frozen custard is such a big deal in Milwaukee says the answer is no one really knows. Unlike frozen custard itself, that is kind of unsatisfying. But as Bobby Tanzillo says, there are a lot of things that make the custard scene special, like the cooperation between the big three, Cops and Gillis and Leon's. But maybe another important question to ask is what makes frozen custard special or at least distinct from other frozen dairy desserts? We found someone to help us. My name is Bill Klein, and I am the uh, plant manager for the Babcock Hall Dairy Plant, which is on campus here at University of Wisconsin-Madison. Klein offered a definition. In order to be called a custard, you need to have 1.4% egg yolk solids. So it's got to have that. But beyond that, it has to meet the definition of ice cream, which is, um, you know, 10%, at least 10% milk fat, no more than 100% overrun and 20% total solids. So if you compare it to ice cream, it's, 
the, the really the only difference is it's got you know that egg yolk added to it, and the egg yolk is added for both flavor as well as an emulsifier. In case you aren't familiar with a couple of those terms, overrun is the amount of air whipped into a dairy dessert, and an emulsifier is something that allows two ingredients to mix together. But Klein says when it comes to the soft custard you get on a summer evening in Wisconsin, there is another key factor in play. It's more than just ice cream. It's right off the machine, so it's served warm as opposed to, uh, or five degrees is what normally you find dipped ice cream at. Soft serve is generally about 20 degrees. And that turns out to be one of the important elements in Milwaukee's frozen custard culture, seeing the custard come right out of the machine. In an era in which so much manufacturing is automated, frozen custard makers say a large part of the appeal for customers is in seeing the employees pouring the mix into the top of the gleaming steel machines and seeing the river of custard come out the front. Ron Schneider owns Leon's, the shop his dad founded on Milwaukee's south side in 1942. He says it would be possible to automate the process, but... I think that would be a negative thing uh, to not have employees for us because frozen custard originated on Coney Island. It was a carnival treat. And when you go to a carnival or the state fair, especially if there's a midway, much of the attraction is what's going on. You go to the uh, saltwater taffy booth and they have the machine there pulling the taffy. And when that thing's pulling taffy, there's a crowd. As soon as they turn it off, take the taffy off, everybody walks away. Uh, Years ago, my father sold a frozen custard machine to a man in town here. And the man put it in his uh, tobacco store, of all places. And while he was waiting for the machine to be built, he came here and observed everything and noticed that we seemed to sell more product when the machine was running than when it wasn't. So when he got the machine, he put it in his store right in the front window Everybody who came in could see it. Everybody who walked by could see it. He made enough money the first year to completely pay for the machine. And he also um, refurbished and remodeled his tobacco store. This is on the proceeds of running frozen custard out of one machine. The second year, he put the machine in the back room. The third year, my father bought it back from him. It's the same at Cops. Dan McGuire is the second-in-command at the Cops on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. People, when they come in here and they see the machines running, it's total fascination, and, yeah, it's a great, great product when it's fresh. These machines, uh, three of them out there, are actually, I would guess, to be over 70 years old. That second voice was Dick Mac McGuire, Dan's dad. He managed the original cop stand at 60th and Appleton, which Elsa Cop's son, Carl, sold to him in the 1970s. He moved it to Brookfield in 1991. Mac McGuire says there is a lot that's special about frozen custard here. The taste, the gleaming machines, the flavor of the day idea that cops pioneered. But he believes it all comes back to the relationship between the people in the business. It's almost like a, a brotherhood also because this is the hotbed for frozen custard and when you have only so many few places that make it you know we know who who each other are ron schneider has been a friend for a long time he supplies us with custard machine parts his dad helped mrs cop getting get in business so we have a friendly relationship with the other people in the business but maybe there is something even simpler at work Tom Linscott owns the place that everyone calls Gillies, but is really called Gillis. It is the oldest frozen custard stand in Milwaukee at 75th and Blue Mound. Linscott remembers a lesson he learned from a consultant with whom he worked years ago. He said, 
hey, you have no idea what you have here. He goes, people make it a point to stop by you and part with their resources. He goes, you're not selling tires. You're not selling car service where it's like, I don't want to spend the money on this. He goes, you're not going to the dentist <laughs> where people have phobias. He goes, they are selectively choosing to go there. And I'm like, you know what? Another simple thought process that I should be grateful for on a, on a more uh, daily basis, you know? So, Sarah Rashu, that is what makes frozen custard in Milwaukee special. The real question is, can you get custard where you live in the Bay Area? You know, surprisingly, we can. Um, we had some food trucks down at our Civic Center station um, when I first moved here. I was so excited. And, and how does Bay Area frozen custard stack up against what you remember back here? You know, it's just, it's not the same. Bubbler Talk is a production of WUWM Milwaukee Public Radio and made possible by the Board Game Barrister. Satisfying Milwaukee's thirst for fun with games, classic toys, and puzzles for all ages. Locations at Bayshore, Greenfield, South Milwaukee, and now Mayfair. Do you have a question about Milwaukee you want answered? Submit it to us at wuwm.com and maybe we'll quench your thirst for knowledge.